Richard the Third, Act Four, Scene Four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Richard the Third by William Shakespeare, Act Four, Scene Four. Queen Margaret, read by Elizabeth Clett. Queen Elizabeth, read by Arielle Lipshaw. Duchess of York, read by Capricia Page. So, now prosperity begins to mellow and drop into the rotten mouth of death. Here in these confines slyly have I lurked to watch the waning of mine adversaries. A dire induction am I witness to, and will to France, hoping the consequence will prove as bitter, black, and tragical. Withdraw thee, wretched Margaret, who comes here. Enter Queen Elizabeth and the Duchess of York. Ah, my young princes, ah, my tender babes, my unblown flowers, new-appearing sweets, if yet your gentle souls fly in the air and be not fixed in doom perpetual, hover about me with your airy wings and hear your mother's lamentation. Hover about her. Say that right for right hath dimmed your infant morn to aged night. So many miseries have crazed my voice that my woe-wearied tongue is mute and dumb. Edward Plantagenet, why art thou dead? Plantagenet doth quit Plantagenet. Edward for Edward pays a dying debt. Wilt thou, O God, fly from such gentle lambs and throw them in the entrails of the wolf? When didst thou sleep when such a deed was done? When holy Harry died, and my sweet son. Blind sight, dead life, poor mortal living ghost, woe's seen world's shame, graves due by life usurped, brief abstract and record of tedious days, rest thy unrest on England's lawful earth, unlawfully made drunk with innocent's blood. Sitting down. Oh, that thou wouldst as well afford a grave as thou canst yield a melancholy seat! Then would I hide my bones, not rest them here. Oh, who hath any cause to mourn but I? sitting down by her. If ancient sorrow be most reverend, give mine the benefit of seniory, and let my woes frown on the upper hand. Sitting down with them. If sorrow can admit society, tell o'er your woes again by viewing mine. I had an Edward, till a Richard killed him. I had a Harry till a Richard killed him. Thou hadst an Edward till a Richard killed him. Thou hadst a Richard till a Richard killed him. I had a Richard too, and thou didst kill him. I had a Rutland too, thou hopst to kill him. Thou hadst a Clarence too, and Richard killed him. From forth the kennel of thy womb hath crept a hell-hound that doth hunt us all to death. That dog that had his teeth before his eyes to worry lambs and lap their gentle blood, that foul defacer of God's handiwork, 
that excellent grand tyrant of the earth that reigns in gored eyes of weeping souls thy womb let loose to chase us to our graves o upright just and true disposing god how do i thank thee that this carnal cur preys on the issue of his mother's body and makes her pew-fellow with others moan o harry's wife triumph not in my woes god witness with me i have wept for thine bear with me i am hungry for revenge and now i cloy me with beholding it thy edward he is dead that stabbed my edward thy other edward dead to quit my edward young york he is but boot because both they match not the high perfection of my loss thy clarence he is dead that killed my edward and the beholders of this tragic play the adulterate hastings rivers vaughan grey untimely smothered in their dusky graves richard yet lives hell's black intelligencer only reserved their factor to buy souls and send them thither but at hand at hand ensues his piteous and unpitied end earth gapes hell burns fiends roar saints pray to have him suddenly conveyed away cancel his bond of life dear god i pray that i may live to say the dog is dead o thou didst prophesy the time would come that i should wish for thee to help me curse that bottled spider that foul bunch-backed toad i called thee then vain flourish of my fortune i called thee then poor shadow painted queen the presentation of but what i was the flattering index of a direful pageant one heaved a high to be hurled down below a mother only mocked with two sweet babes a dream of what thou wert a breath a bubble a sign of dignity a garish flag to be the aim of every dangerous shot a queen in jest only to fill the scene where is thy husband now where be thy brothers where are thy children wherein dost thou joy who sues to thee and cries god save the queen where be the bending peers that flattered thee where be the thronging troops that followed thee decline all this and see what now thou art for happy wife a most distressed widow for joyful mother one that wails the name for queen a very caitiff crowned with care for one being sued to one that humbly sues for one that being scorned at me now scorned of me for one being feared of all now fearing one for one commanding all obeyed of none thus hath the course of justice wheeled about and left thee but a very prey to time having no more but thought of what thou wert to torture thee the more being what thou art thou didst usurp my place and dost thou not usurp the just proportion of my sorrow now thy proud neck bears half my burdened yoke 
from which even here I slip my weary neck and leave the burden of it all on thee. Farewell, York's wife, and queen of sad mischance. These English woes will make me smile in France. O oh, thou well skilled in curses, stay a while and teach me how to curse mine enemies. Forbear to sleep the nights and fast the days. Compare dead happiness with living woe. Think that thy babes were fairer than they were, and he that slew them fouler than he is. Bettering thy loss makes the bad causer worse. Revolving this will teach thee how to curse. My words are dull. O oh, quicken them with thine. Thy woes will make them sharp and pierce like mine. Exit. Why should calamity be full of words? Windy attorneys to their client woes, airy succeeders of intestate joys, poor breathing orators of miseries. Let them have scope, though what they do impart help not all, yet do they ease the heart. If so, then be not tongue-tied, go with me and in the breath of bitter words let smother my damned son, which thy two sweet sons smothered. I hear his drums. Be copious and exclaims. End of Richard the Third, Act Four, Scene Four.